Good evening. This is Dee Dee Banks at the table. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Today is June the 29th, 2020. Today is our episode number four, part one. I think I'm going to do three parts today um, so that we can get as far along as we can because there's so much about this topic that I want to talk about. So question number four is, no, episode number four, question number one is, what are hard, what are some hard facts about narcissists? Well, this is what Edward Tierney says, who is a psychologist. They don't love you. They will show in sharp relief if you are going through a crisis like an illness or a bereavement they will not be there for you and that will be very painful no matter how much you love them or how good you are to them they will never love you back they will tell you how much they love you but talk is cheap when you think about it you will see how this one horrible fact explains so much of their behavior. They lie as standard. You will see this in small ways when they are telling stories and exaggerating details like always to show them in a good light. And that is annoying but harmless. The trouble is they lie about the big stuff too, like loving you and being faithful to you. They don't care about anyone apart from themselves. So they will let you down or drop your friends or drop friends and partners on a whim or if they get a better offer. They will borrow things and forget to give them back to you. They are obsessed with money and status, but very rarely good with money. They are spendthrift and silly when they can ill afford it. I can go on, but that is enough to give you the idea that they are not nice people and should be avoided, both as friends and partners. Stick with normals, much less complicated and much nicer. Narcs damage people. So I am on a campaign to educate everyone about narcissism and the dangers thereof. My little answers can only provide a snapshot in relation to a tiny aspect of narcissism, and it is a big subject, so you need to study it to understand it properly. This will pay enormous dividends. This will pay enormous dividends. I'll say it again. You will be able to deal better deal with any narc. You can stick... you be able to stick with deal with any narc you are stuck with like relatives and will be able to see what is going to happen if you have a misfortune to be in a relationship with one so i am recommended everybody learns about it by reading and you will be able to spot one and take evasive action everyone normal should become an expert on narcissism this is surprisingly easy because they always act the same way all the time and they do the same things to people over and over again. 
there is a narc pattern. So one good book will do it. The best book I've ever found on narcissism generally is called Prepare to be Tortured. The Price You Will Pay for Dating a Narcissist. That's by A.B. Jameson. And you can find it at Amazon. I say this over and over again. This is why I am always recommending it. It covers all the layman needs to know about narcissism. And it is written, written in clear, concise, colloquial, I can't say that word, way without psychobabble, which is all too common in books of this nature. It all starts off with relationship, but then moves on to chapters on narcs with money, narcs in control, narcs as friends, colleagues, etc. It is the book of my life and the life of anyone involved with any type of narcissistic, narcissistic abuse and is very helpful to recovery. It also very usefully has a list of traits, red flags, so you can identify them, stay away from them, and live a narc-free life. You will never regret it. Amen. So now we're going to go to question number two. Okay, this question was and was what are the best tales or red flags in a relationship with a covert narcissist? Dorothy Scortino, I hope I said her last name correctly. She's a small business owner. Okay, and so this is she must have had a relationship with one. So here she is answering that question. This is what you watch out for. Number one, love bombing in the beginning stages. It makes you feel like you are God's gift to planet Earth. Overly attentive. So they're overly attentive. Number two, mirroring behavior. You feel like your soulmate has just been delivered to your doorstep. Three, loads of mind games. Four, gaslighting. This is a major giveaway sign. The narcissist trying to convince you that things in actual fact did not happen the way you recall, but as he or she recalls, this on its own, and please run. Number five, push and pull strategies. One minute they love you, the next minute they hate you. Six, actions do not match words. Look through the bullcrap as talk is very cheap. Number seven, raging and drama over something so insignificant. Eight, you feel emotionally exhausted at times. Nine, lies, lies, and lies. 10, you fear this person at certain times. You fear this person at certain times. You should never fear anyone. They are duping you and preparing you for more abuse. That's real. Guilt tripping. Hell, hell this on its own is a bill. <laughs> is a is abuse. Let me repeat that. That's number 11. Guilt tripping. Hell, this on its own is abuse. Number 12. They make you feel very obligated to them. Number 13. Isolation tactics. Your friends your family. How the hell can you mix with those? 
Run, 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 and run. Number 14. Humble? They have no idea what it means. 15. Strong negative feelings towards particular people. Ask why and measure up whether this behavior makes sense. You feel number 16. You feel sometimes that you are speaking to a peacock. 17. Your partner makes you feel that you are not an equal. 18. Name calling. This is this the same person that was love bombing you? I don't wish no harm, no alarm. I don't wish to alarm anyone. So hey, if you just experienced one of the above, this may just be one hell of a jerk. But if you are experiencing three to four of the above, run like hell. Now that was part uh, episode four, part two. And uh, I think I am going to go into one more. This is getting so good. So this is question number three. Um, Let's see what this question is. Okay. Um, A. White, who is a former freelance reporter um, and a human interest correspondent, Okay, the question to that person was, does a narcissist just want to go to bed with you? This is what A. White says. Sex with a narcissist usually sucks. Don't get me wrong. They'll do everything right and it can be physically satisfying, but it feels mechanical. What's missing is the emotional connection. It feels like they have Wikipedia on how to have sex in the mind while they're at it. They're too self-conscious to lose themselves into sex. It takes a certain degree of vulnerability to have an emotionally mind-blowing, to have emotionally mind-blowing sex. From the moment you stripped your clothes off, you're already exposing yourself physically. Then you expose your inner self through the active act of having sex. You're literally bearing your soul for the other person to see during sex. Narcissists are guarded people. They just can't afford putting themselves in a vulnerable and exposing position. That's pretty good, isn't it? Wow. Well, I'm going to read to you some of the comments from some of the people um, uh, that what they said about that question. And this is just so funny to me. Um, one of the uh, people called Silva, she said, your comments are spot on. I cannot believe the number of people who swear how mind-blowing sex with the narc was. One word was forgettable. Without passion, it's like riding a stationary bicycle. That's good, right? Another person named George, he said this, would it be an accurate description to say a narc uses their sex partner as sort of a masturbation toy object only for their own enjoyment and mutual satisfaction is never part of their equation or or their intentions? 
Oh, and Andrea says this, I have to agree. Mine made no sound, especially the first time. I mean silence. You never know if it is if it was good or if it was bad, not even when they climax. There was no cuddling. He just flopped down on top of me and laid there for a few minutes. Then he would get off and clean himself. I literally had no idea if or when he finished. He knew what he was doing, and if he had any real passion, it would be really great. No real passion. It's like they Google good sex and mimic it. What a shame. Oh, my God. This is just so... Oh, my God. This is just so bad. Well, that is... Um, that. Those are three questions that were asked, and they were answered by people who have had involvement with these people. And all I have to say to this uh, family is is shame, shame, shame. And um, I'm going to expose this devil as much as I can. So um, we're going to continue on. Let's see. I'm going to be doing episode number five. And um, I'll probably do that in a couple of days. Um, And let me just tell you what that's going to be. Let's see what that's going to be about. So you can tell all your friends to listen to this. Okay. So let me look it up. My gosh, let me see. Bear with me, okay? Just bear with me because I want you to have heads up uh, with questions that I am going to um, get answers for you for people who are curious about um, the narcissist. So, episode number five, we're going to talk about... um, Can a narcissist have a sudden moment of clarity where they realize, uh, when they realize that they're, they're currently, where they realize their current supply is nowhere near as good as their last supply and drop them fast to return to the old supply? Okay, that's one question that, let's, let's see if we're going to, what the answer will be to that one. Okay, here's another question. Why do narcissists get married? Oh, that's going to be so good. You need to know that. All right, and the next question is going to be, um, what are the common characteristics of white knight narcissists? Mm, Okay, that's good. And the fourth question is, why does a narcissist disappear right after promising to contact you. That's good too. So there we have it. I want you to look forward to these questions that are asked by different people um, about these narcissists and things about them and why do they do this and why do they do that and and uh, it's going to be broken down for you so that you can get to know what a narcissist is and their dirty little tactics so that you will be fully, fully aware and you will have the the ammunition to shut them down. 
Okay, so that's the goal is to learn how to shut down a narcissist, rebuke that narcissist, plead the blood of Jesus over the narcissist. If you're married to one, you're going to cast that demon out of that joker and uh, get that joker delivered. Amen. Men or women, they're both. They don't discriminate. They can be kids, uh, parents, um, just any individual. Once you become eight years old, you can become a narcissist. It can jump on you. That spirit can jump on you. So we're going to talk about it. I love you, family. This is so much fun. I love exposing the devil. That's what I love to do. It just tickles my soul. Um, and um, I want you to be tickled too so that you can be aware with of it. I had never known about this uh, type of personality type, and I'm so elated that I'm having the opportunity to learn about it and, uh, and, and share it with you, something different uh, to share with you. Okay, so that's really it. I'm not going to stay on much longer. I'm going to go ahead and retire for the evening until um, we um, speak again, okay? So I hope all is well. Um, the pandemic, the numbers are going up. So be careful out there. It looks like some states aren't shutting down. They just feel that we need to be very careful and protect ourselves. So we just need to be ready. Okay, don't let your guards down. Watch where you go. Watch what you do. Make sure you have your mask on. Make sure you uh, wear your gloves when necessary. And um, stay away from people unless there's somebody that you know that you know that they've been tested and they do not have it. Okay, there's so many asystematic people out there who are running to and fro, no symptoms, but they are infecting us. So be very uh, careful, uh, family. I lost a a best, best friend um, on Sunday. It just tore me up. My best, best, best friend. Uh, She was uh, 63 and she passed away from the COVID. She already had respiratory uh, problems and I think, and she was homebound. She, she quit her job and she's been homebound. I think that um, something happened. Either she got it when she went into the hospital, when she was having complications. Um, and she went to the hospital last week, Tuesday, and she passed away um, Saturday. Okay. So, uh, that was a very sad thing for me. So it lets me know, um, it's a confirmation. I already knew that this, this pandemic is real and it has no respect of person and it is, um, killing people. People are dropping like flies and I don't want to hear stories about Uh, you losing loved ones too. There's a lot of people who have lost loved ones behind this illness, this disease. So be careful family out there. Okay, so let me pray. I always want to end with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this day. You've been so wonderful and we thank you, Lord, for keeping us, for waking us up this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive us for anything that is unlike you. Lord, help us, shape us. We repent of anything that that does not please you, Father God, because we want to live to please you. You are all that matters. Amen. So forgive us 
and keep us in your perfect peace and keep us healthy during this time of this pandemic. We rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus because the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And we rebuke that devil right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood over our lives, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're going to keep on praising you and loving you because you deserve all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, family, until uh, a few days from now, okay, we'll come back with episode number five. Peace. Thank you.